name is Tin. And hi, my name is John. My name is Roseanne. And we are Desire for Holiness. We are three young Catholics ready to share with you our desire to be holy through our stories, our imperfections, and our love for Christ. In the end, you don't have to be perfect to be a masterpiece. God works through our brokenness and puts his pieces back together more beautifully than we could ever do ourselves. And don't forget to subscribe and hit the post notification bell so you can keep up to date with all our new episodes. Hope you all enjoy. God bless. Hi, everyone. Whether you listened before or this is your first time listening in, welcome to another episode of Desire for Holiness. Yeah. <laughs> Today, we are going to be talking about devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary with a good friend. She is the vocation directress of the Sisters of Our Lady Immaculate. And she is so joyful and an awesome person. So introducing Sister Maria Immaculata. Oh, thank you so much. It's so good to be here. Um, and thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. And thank you for joining us. We are so excited today. And as always, before we get started, we are going to do our usual quick fire questions. And before I introduce those, I want to say a quick disclaimer. For anyone watching on YouTube, my video is lagging a bit. So if you see that, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> so I just wanted to say that really quick. So, you know, you don't worry and go like, oh, my Wi-Fi. But anyways, our quick fire questions for sister. Our first one is, do you have a favorite Catholic joke? And if so, what is it? <laughs> that would be a hard one. That's a good question. Oh dear. Um, a funny Catholic joke. Um, you know, that's one that I can't really think of. Do you? Do you? <laughs> oh, I think John does. John, do you have anything? Oh, oh my god, I, I, I completely <laughs> forgot to prepare one. Oh my goodness. Okay. Or uh, a funny story, even. I guess. That oh no, nah, nah, I found one. I just. I, I, I didn't Google one actually right now. You found I, I, no, I didn't Google one. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> we believe you. No, I, I didn't. I really didn't. I promise. <laughs> I pro oh my God. Okay, okay, okay. I gotta find a good one. Oh <laughs> You're gonna find, find a good, a good one. one. Okay, um. okay. This is kind of corny, but I'll, I'll say it anyways. Okay. You guys probably heard this before, but I think this is hilarious. Um, so, what do you call. <laughs> A sleepwalking nun. Wait, I swear I heard this. Why don't I remember the answer? Oh, I don't. I don't think I've heard of this one. Hmm. I can't remember. Yes, no, nothing. Whoa! It's a a, a Roman Catholic. Oh, Roman! Oh, oh gosh. Yo, I wish I remembered that. I'm like, I swear I've heard this. Why am I drawing a blank? I'm so sorry to our viewers. It's okay. If you clicked off, that's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. That's so funny. Okay. Our next question, sister, to hide our joke that we just said. <laughs> the next question is, what's your favorite dessert? Oh, that is definitely apple pie. Ooh. Ooh. I, love, I love fresh apples from the tree. 
Yes. So um, I used to get that at home. So I just love a fresh apple pie. That's my favorite with ice cream. <laughs> That's so autumn-esque, especially right now. It's very seasonal, right? <laughs> okay. Oh, Our next question for you is, do you have a go-to karaoke song? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. You know what? Um, we, our sisters really enjoy the music by Jeremy Camp. Um, he's a very good artist, Jeremy Camp. And one song he has is Keep Me in the Moment. So it reminds me to, to just keep myself in the presence of God, you know, throughout the day. So it's like, Keep Me in the Moment. It's a great song by mm -hmm. Jeremy Camp. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. I haven't heard it before, but I will definitely listen to it now because I'm like, yeah, it, I, I want to hear that. Description. I'll put it in the description of this video. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so sir, next question for you is, what's your favorite thing to do with your other sisters? Oh, my favorite thing to do. Okay. Um, well, some fun things we do. I love to take walks with the sisters, especially mm. rosary walks. We have a beautiful property here at our mother house. So oh. I really love to just enjoy like God's creation and just be outdoors and, and be with the sisters that way. And we also love to have bonfires. So and, like oh, roast man. marshmallows oh. and all those fun things. So <laughs> I would enjoy. That's beautiful fellowship. I love that. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, marshmallows. <laughs> it's reeling me in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun time. It's a fun time. Oh, awesome. awesome. Let's do okay. that. Let I agree. <laughs> Sister Mary will lead us. <laughs> Awesome. And our last question for you is, do you have a favorite place that you've traveled to? Oh, now that's a good question. Um, you know what? Um, we, we've traveled to the Martyr's Shrine in Midland. <laughs> and I really enjoy that. I think it's just like, it's such a holy place to be, like where the martyrs they gave their lives for god you know so it's really powerful um going there so yeah i would say that that for me is one of my favorite places <laughs> so beautiful yeah. i'm gonna like add in really quickly i actually went to martyr shrine like about a month ago for the first time it was like a chaplaincy trip and i agree it was so powerful and so beautiful I love how you mentioned it. That just got me excited. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So thank you for this quick fire question, sister. Those are always spontaneous. So our guest hears them for the first time when we record them or when we present them during our recording. So now we would like to open up the floor for you to share any part of your faith journey with us or your testimony, whatever you'd like to share. Oh, yes. Oh, you know what? I just, you know, I look at my life this far and I just can see how much the Lord has been guiding me and um, how much Our Lady has been guiding me throughout 
um, throughout my entire life. You know, I, I was very blessed. I grew up in a Catholic home. Um, my parents mm -hmm. taught us the faith, you know, at a very young age. I can still remember my mom teaching me the prayers, you know, the Our Father, the Hail Mary. Um, and so our, our parents, you know, we, we went to church on Sundays, we prayed the rosary every day as a family. And so for me, that was so special. And I thank God that that was such a big part of my life. And so um, I just encourage families to pray the rosary, to pray together as a family, because it makes you stronger, um, stronger in your faith and stronger in love for each other. Um, I find that in my own experience in my family. Um, so it's so important. But really, I didn't start thinking about religious life till I was about 14 years old. And it came through um, something very special. My, my principal at my elementary school, he called me into his office one day and he asked me, have you ever thought of being a sister? And I said, no. <laughs> and he said, you, you should think about it. And so, you know, it just goes to show that God can speak through other people. You know, God can speak through other people. And so I really took that to, our, to heart at 14 years old. I was just like, I really need to pray about this. I really need to allow God to show me if this is what he wants, you know? And so I prayed about it. And I just noticed my relationship with God was growing deeper and deeper. And, and he was really becoming the center of my life. And I was really starting to fall in love with him. You know, the more time you spend, you know, with God, the more you grow in your love for him, and the more you see his love for you. So I started to really experience God's love in a powerful way. And I just sensed God's gaze on me you know it's like he was looking at me and he was saying I want you to be mine and I want you to be mine for all eternity and it was just like wow you know I would find myself in front of the blessed sacrament just sensing this sensing his gaze on me sensing his great love for me and sensing he wanted me to be completely his you know so you know, and, and once I was touched in that way, once my heart was touched in that way, I just needed to follow it. It was like I needed to follow that call of love, you know, <laughs> and so um, my relationship with God was deepening. I was starting to read scripture more, um, starting to pray more, and I was starting to see people um, in, in a way that was so extraordinary, I was starting to see Christ in other people um, in a powerful way. And so my whole self was beginning to transform. And that that's so, it was so beautiful. <laughs> and so um, what I did was I, I went through high school. I, I was very much uh, aware that God was calling me in a special way. So I got through high school. I went to Our Lady Seat of Wisdom College in, in my hometown um, in Barry's Bay. So I went there for a year and it was there that I met the sisters and I saw their great joy. You know, I saw their great joy and I was so attracted by like the name of the community, the Sisters of Our Lady Immaculate, you know, that were under 
our lady's mantle that she is like you know the patroness of the community and that we're striving to be like her you know we're striving to have her virtues her simplicity her humility her charity all of those wonderful virtues and so i saw that in the sisters that i met and i said oh my goodness i need to visit <laughs> i need to go on a visit so i did i went for a one week visit and it just felt like home it just felt like home i felt like like this is my family, my spiritual family, you know? And um, and so I made the decision to apply to the community. And so I entered on the Feast of St. Joseph and I've been in the community almost 10 years. And I made my final profession um, about two years ago now. And so I, I'm married to Jesus for life, you know, and it's, it's such, it's such a beautiful call. It's such a gift from God. And I thank God every day, you know, but it's not easy. It's not easy to be a bride of Christ, you know, but I just keep renewing my yes, like our lady did, you know, every day I renew my yes, you know, and um, I just strive to be like her and to say yes, like she says yes every day, you know? So um, that's a little bit um, about my story. <laughs> um, um, but but it's it's so beautiful. It's, it's such a gift from God to be a sister, to be married to God, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, so that's my story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, <laughs> um, I feel like, wow, <laughs> it's just really beautiful to see how um, like your journey has taken you and all the things that you've experienced. And just like meeting you, sister, like you're very, you're, like your joy shines through. I know you said that you were inspired when you saw the sisters and I see that in you too. And just thank you so much for Thank you so much for that. Um, for context, I met Sister Maria Immaculata during, like virtually <laughs> through, during the mm -hmm. pandemic, but you're definitely one of those people who has brought a lot of light into my life and so many others. And even now with how you are sharing your story, just thank you so much, Sister. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Yeah, <laughs> praise God. Really, yeah. that was like, so like, I think it's so beautiful like such an early age that you were you felt that pull towards God like that's so rare like nowadays in life to like how, at 14 <laughs> you felt that mm -hmm. call and that's that's I think that's beautiful I think it's so amazing yes. yeah yes. Oh, it's man, honestly well. a grace from yeah. God it's a grace oh, yeah. from God you know every vocation is like a miracle <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely wow. awesome. true. thank you so much for sharing your story um and then we'll move on to the questions. Um, there's one, because we know you are a solely sister. So sisters of <laughs> Lady Immaculate. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I blanked. Uh, but can you, can you tell us more about like the Immaculate Heart of Mary and like why it's important? Yes, absolutely. Oh, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Yes. Well, well, in the Gospels, um, we, we really see 
in the Gospels, how the Gospel writers talk about the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And we see it especially in the Gospel of Luke. There's various moments. So for example, um, Our Lady's Magnificat, you know, where she meets Elizabeth and she says, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. So this is a prayer of the heart. You know, she's magnifying God, you know, for all the wonderful things he has done for her you know and so I think that that song of praise is really um, manifesting the heart of our lady and as well there's a line in the gospel of Luke how it says she pondered all things in her heart she pondered all these things in her heart the mystery of Jesus's life you know, his death, his resurrection, Mary ponders all of these things in her heart. And so Mary teaches us how to contemplate Jesus and the mysteries of Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. And so we are called to ponder like Our Lady did. We are called to this deep inner contemplation, like her contemplation, you know, Mary was so united to God. Her heart was constantly united to the Lord. And so we want our hearts to be united to God um, like hers is, you know, so that's so important. I also want to draw attention to the prophecy of Simeon when Our Lady presented Jesus in the temple and Simeon told her a sword will pierce your heart. And so that sword, you know, he, he's referring to, yes, the passion of Jesus, but also all of the little sufferings that Our Lady would go through throughout the life of Christ, you know. Um, and, and I don't know um, if our viewers have heard of the devotion of the seven sorrows of Our Lady. So there's seven sorrows that the church recognizes that Our Lady had. And so we can ponder on on the heart of Mary, this heart of a mother, you know, that's just, <laughs> uh, just loves her little, her little child, her little Jesus, who is also the savior of the world, the son of God. And so with her, we can, we can reflect on these seven sorrows of our lady, you know, um, and just um, reflect on those things. I also call to mind um, Our Lady at the Feast of Cana, you know, when, when she sees how, you know, yeah. the, the couple, there's no more wine. <laughs> and this is like, you know, this would be a huge embarrassment for the couple. And so Our Lady's heart was just, she felt such compassion and, and love and understanding for them. And she said, we need to do something. We need to do something. So what does she do? She goes to Jesus. She goes to our Lord. And so she teaches us that our hearts need to be like that, where, we're, we, where we run to the Lord, you know, for everything. And she says to them, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. Mary is giving us an insight into her inner life, into her inner life of contemplation. Do whatever he tells you. And so that's what we're called to do. Our hearts need to be set on doing the will of God, on doing the will of God at every moment. That's what will lead us to holiness, is surrendering to the will of God at every moment. 
And so um, Mary teaches us, she teaches us. And so the gospels themselves show the, show us Mary's heart in all of these different instances. So that's so important. And so now I want to talk about the image of the Immaculate Heart, because you look at the image of the Immaculate Heart, and you see how it is a motherly heart. Mary has a mother's heart, that heart of compassion, that nurturing love, that, that heart that would do anything for her children. And so like Mary will, will do anything for us. She, she wants us to run to her son. So she has this motherly heart. And so we see again, this heart that is pierced with the sword. You know, when you, when you look at a picture of the Immaculate Heart, you see the sword piercing her heart. And so again, that sword, that sword refers to the sorrows of Our Lady, especially the sorrows that she experienced through our Lord's passion. Um, that's so important. We cannot imagine what it was like for Our Lady to stand at the foot of the cross and contemplate our Lord giving everything, pouring out his whole self for love of us. And what was she doing? She was offering him up right? She was offering him up to the father. And so she had her eyes on him and she, she just prayed, Jesus, I trust in you. And that's the heart that we're called to have too. And so we also see in the image of our lady's heart, the roses, right? The roses that are encircling the heart of Mary. And that is her purity. Our lady was immaculate, right? Um, she was conceived without original sin. God, God gave her that special grace, you know, and so that purity of heart. So we're asking Our Lady, Mary, help me to be pure of heart. I do not want to be attached to the things of this world. I want to be united to God like she was, you know, and Mary had this heart of contemplation, right? This heart of contemplation. And I once heard a homily um, about the roses encircling the heart of Our Lady and how roses have thorns. And so too, Our Lady's heart would have been pierced with those thorns too, those little sufferings, you know? And that's the heart of a mother. You know, she feels the sufferings of her children, you know, her spiritual children. And so she feels when we're suffering, Mary knows, she knows because she's a mother, you know? And so we can take great comfort in that, great comfort in that. Um, and so also to the fire that's coming from the heart of Mary, you know, that, that burning love for God and that burning love for souls, you know, how she, she offers her, her prayers, her intercession for souls. And so she has this burning love um, for, for all of us and for her, for her son, Jesus, you know, and she wants us to have that kind of love too. And so we ask Our Lady to, to have a heart like she has, you know, um, a heart that's so pure and so loving and so compassionate. Um, and just so loving. That's what we want. You know, that's what we want. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jen, did you want to say something? Pardon me? 
Oh, I thought I cut you off. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I was just agreeing. Sister, thank you for even like going into the image of the Immaculate Heart as well, going into it in depth and um, just explaining each um, aspect of it too for our viewers, especially for those who may not know it as well, right? So that was so beautiful. Thank you so much for for going off on all of that. I love yes, you so much. Yes, it was really beautiful. <laughs> yes, but, but Our Lady is beautiful. You know, she, she yeah. you know, and like I said, you can never say enough about Our Lady. You can never say, yes. you know, uh, there's mm -hmm. so much more to her, you know, and she's just this humble, gentle, you know woman of Nazareth you know but yes. how God created her to be the mother of God like that's that's something to contemplate you know so deeply mm. on that he chose mm. her you know um mm. and that he's given us to her you know <laughs> that is beautiful um and her being our mother do you have <clears throat> like, do you, would you have any tips as well for all of us who want to grow closer to her? And there are some the devotions to um, her Immaculate Heart. And then even the rosary. So during this month of October, um, would you be able to step us through actually first what the rosary is in case there are viewers who don't know? Um, and then, yes, <laughs> the rosary. And just... Um, if you could share with us how it's impacted your life and how it's drawn you closer to Mama Mary. Yes, oh my goodness. The rosary is one of the most beautiful devotions that we have in the church. And there are so many saints that were devoted to the rosary. You think of like the great St. John Paul II, you know, uh, St. Padre Pio was known to have prayed so many rosaries a day. And he, he also describes it as a spiritual weapon, you know, where, where in times of temptation, in times of loneliness, um, mm -hmm. that we turn to Our Lady of the Rosary and how she'll intercede in such a powerful way. And so the rosary, so I have my rosary here. So this is what a rosary looks like. And I know Tin was showing hers as well, um, that it's, it's such a, a beautiful, beautiful um, prayer uh, that we have in the church. And so what is the rosary? The rosary is basically us giving glory to God through the Blessed Virgin Mary. So we are contemplating on the mysteries of Jesus right through praying the rosary we're seeing the life death and resurrection of jesus through the eyes of mary okay so in the rosary there are various mysteries that we can contemplate there's the joyful mysteries which um, we, we contemplate Jesus's birth. We contemplate how the angel Gabriel came to Our Lady, right? How Jesus was made incarnate in the womb of the Virgin Mother Mary. Um, 
So the birth of our Lord, we can contemplate the sorrowful mysteries, um, Jesus's passion, his death. So we, we, we contemplate his agony in the garden, you know, his, his crowning with thorns, his, his journey to, in the way of the cross, his crucifixion. We can contemplate the glorious mysteries, which is Jesus's resurrection, his um, ascension into heaven, the coming of the Holy Spirit, Our Lady's assumption, her coronation in heaven. So there's all of these mysteries that we, we can contemplate. Um, and so that is what the rosary is for. Um, and so the rosary is a very special prayer. And it's it basically consists of those prayers that we learn in the church. So the Apostles' Creed, the Our Father, uh, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be to the Father, right? And so we, we pray these prayers. So like um, on, on the smaller beads for each decade, there's 10 of them. So on the smaller beads, we pray the Hail Mary. We pray it 10 times. And people often ask, like, why do you pray so many Hail Marys in the rosary? Well, basically, you know, it's basically saying we love you, Mary. We love you, Mary. We love you, Mary. You know, when you love someone, you you want to tell them. You want to tell them you love them, right? And you, you can't get enough of saying it. <laughs> and so that's like it is with us, with Mary, right? We, we want to keep telling her we love her. We love her. And so that's why we pray the Hail Mary so many times because we, we just want to tell Our Lady as often as we can, I love you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then after the 10 Hail Marys, we have a glory be, right? A glory be to the Father. And then we start another decade. We start with the Our Father, 10 Hail Marys, and another glory be. And so we keep going through the rosary, contemplating the different mysteries, um, and so that's a little bit about how to pray it. But I think, you know, how it's had a huge impact on my own life is like I said earlier, we, at a very early age, we prayed it as a family. And I really encourage families out there, pray the rosary. It helps your, your love for each other to grow stronger. The bond in your family will grow stronger. And, and also, um, you're bringing our Blessed Mother into your home, you know, um, you're bringing her into your home, and that's so important. I think, too, for me, you know, I can think of times in my life where I, you know, I've had temptations, or I've experienced, you know, loneliness, or things like this, and our Blessed Mother, I turn to her in the rosary, and I just sense her, her motherly love, her motherly embrace, how she is, she is there for me, she, she comes to meet me, you know, and, and the power of Mary's name, you know, when you're going through times of temptation, right, times of trial, you call on the name of Mary. She comes running to you. She comes running to meet you. And so I've experienced that in my own life. So the power of the rosary is so important. Um, but also to just to, because some, sometimes it's hard to know, like, how can I grow in my love for Jesus? Well, if we turn to our, our 
Our Lady through the rosary, contemplating the mysteries of Jesus, you know, um, we can grow in our union with Christ. And so I think mm -hmm. it's had a huge impact in my own life. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, yeah, that's, that's what I'd, I'd like to share about the rosary. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Um, and, oh my gosh, sorry, it is just so good. <laughs> um, and to go off that, actually with the rosary, um, when we say it and as we grow in love, it, in love with the rosary, how do we make sure that as we say it, we don't fall into um, the trap of it becoming like a routine or like a, you know, like, a, you know, like not growing in love of it, but how, how do we continue to grow in love of it? Yeah, that's a great question. Exactly. So uh, one of the things practices sometimes that I've tried is actually um, going to the Gospels and finding where can I find these different mysteries of the rosary in the Gospels and trying to put myself in those in those places. So like, for example, if you're contemplating on the first joyful mystery, the Annunciation, okay, I turn to the Gospel of Luke, where is that uh, in the scripture? And then I place myself there, you know? Um, I also mm -hmm. think it's handy to have images. So sometimes you can mm -hmm. find rosary booklets where it has pictures of each of the mysteries because sometimes looking at a picture can help you refocus and also it can help um, bring yourself in more into that mystery um, in a deeper way. And I think as well, you know, when you go through the rosary, praying for certain virtues that you want to have. So like, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so maybe like, you know, if you need a virtue of patience, you know, or virtue of humility or, you know, um, that kind of thing. So going through each mystery and like thinking in your own life, like, what do I need to grow in virtue? You know, like what virtues do I need? You know, and so maybe that will help to keep it fresh as well. I even think too, environment is a good thing. Maybe sometimes, maybe take a rosary walk, you know, um, for a change, you know, or go to go to the church, go to the nearest chapel, you know, um, so, or find a quiet spot, you know, um, you know, some people like to go on a hike, you know, and, and just, you know, sit, you know, maybe near the water or something like this. So I think environment can also be helpful to keep things fresh um, in order to pray the rosary well. Yeah. Wow, the rosary is so beautiful. Thank you. It really is. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't even know what to, like, I don't even know what to say. But oh my is goodness! Awesome. And, Our Lady, yo. Yeah, yeah, Our Lady. <laughs> yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I need to recover from that. That was fantastic. Too. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been all these answers have been so great. Like yes. it was they so have been. I love yes. this. So it I'm like awesome. starstruck. This is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay awesome okay um yeah this is gonna be our, our last question today um because our so our 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 podcast is called desire for holiness um and that's like what me tin and rosette kind of wanted this 
uh, podcast to be about is like desiring for that holiness to strive to be better. So do you have any like practical tips for anyone who wants to grow in that desire for holiness? Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. And, and I just want to say to our viewers out there, you know, we're, we're in this journey together. You know, this journey of holiness, you know, we're, we're in it together. So, so um, we, we want to be holy and God knows that we want it. You know, um, the first thing I, I want to say is we need to really come to this awareness of our identity as sons and daughters of God. This is so important in our growth of holiness. We need to see ourselves as sons and daughters of God, loved by God unconditionally, right? God is our father, right? And so that is very important. When we fall, we run to him. We run to him in the sacraments, to um, reconciliation, the sacrament of reconciliation, to mass. We go to communion. We, we, we pray for graces in receiving communion, receiving Jesus, his body, his blood, his soul, his divinity. And so the sacraments, running to the sacraments is also helpful in our growth and holiness so this identity that we are children of God we are loved by God right that your life is a gift you are a gift right so you need to you need to be confident in that and grow in that awareness so that's one thing I would say also too like love of God and love of neighbor growing in in charity you know seeing ways that I can be generous and give of myself you know when we give of ourselves um, for others, when we do charitable works, we're getting outside of ourselves, you know, it's no longer about me, myself, and I, right, um, but it's out of love for the Lord, and out of love for souls, that's really important, I think as well, having in mind our eternal home, this, this life, this world is not our eternal home, <laughs> Heaven is our eternal home. So if we keep our eyes on heaven, right, that is going to help us make good decisions, good choices. It's going to help us grow in virtue, you know. Um, it's going to help us see, okay, is this pleasing to the Lord or not, you know. <laughs> um, so if we keep heaven in our thoughts, in our mind, in our heart, that's going to help us grow in holiness. And reading the lives of the saints Oh my goodness, there are some amazing saints out there that just fire you up. Like they just fire you yeah. up. You yeah. want you you want to have that zeal and that love that they have. So read the lives of the saints. You know, that's so important. I think as well, you know, reading the word of God and seeking peace in Jesus, right? Seek your mm -hmm. peace in Jesus. We're all searching for peace. In this world, we all have restless hearts, you know, <laughs> you know, and so we need to turn to our Lord and to our blessed mother and seek peace in, in Jesus. You know, he is our, he is our everything, he is our everything. We want to be united to him like our lady. Um, and I think just offering up 
offering things up for, for the salvation of souls and in reparation for sins. That's what Our Lady call, calls us to do, you know. Um, there's something beautiful that Our Lady said to the uh, children of Fatima uh, with regard to her Immaculate Heart. Um, and she said this to Lucia, and I'm going to just share it with you. This is the devotion of the um, five first Saturdays, which I mm -hmm. highly encourage um, our viewers to do. So this is what Our Lady says. She says, my daughter, look at my heart surrounded with thorns with which ungrateful men pierce me at every moment by their blasphemies and ingratitude. You at least try to console me and say that I promise to assist at the hour of death with all the graces necessary for salvation, all those who on the first Saturday of five consecutive months go to confession and receive Holy Communion, recite five decades of the rosary and keep me company for a quarter of an hour while meditating on the 15 mysteries of the rosary with the intention of making reparation to me. And so offering up our, our prayers, our sacrifices for the salvation of souls and out of love for the Immaculate Heart of Mary, you know, and also to help us grow in holiness, I highly recommend making a consecration to Jesus through Mary people <laughs> this is powerful this is powerful when we give ourselves to our blessed mother wonderful things happen when we consecrate ourselves to her man you know in times of trial in times of joy she she just wraps her mantle around us and she just loves us through everything and she is a mother to us right so i recommend making a consecration saint louis marie de montfort has a wonderful preparation for consecration saint maximilian colby as well so important so important you know and so our lady will take us by the hand and help us to to grow in love for her son and grow in love for god so those are my little thoughts <laughs> so good yes we love this we love this oh my gosh have you even mentioned consecration sister my heart oh my goodness i was like yes that's like my favorite thing to talk about Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh sister thank you for all your answers and for sharing your heart and your love for our lady with us i also just want to say i especially love how throughout your answers you continually consult scripture and the gospels to grow deeper in love and understanding of our lady because the scriptures and the gospels are so powerful and i think sometimes we can forget that you know yes. so I just want to say I love how you would always, always mention it in your answers. So thank you for sharing your heart and your love yes. for Our Lady with us, sister. Oh. It was so amazing hearing you talk. Like, I, I'm starstruck. <laughs> oh, thank you so much again for having me. And I just, you know, I pray that our Blessed Mother will just be with all of you and all of our viewers, that oh. they will grow in ever more love for her. Yes. Sure.
Yes, I totally agree. <laughs> and sister, if if you can, we would like to ask you if you'd be willing to lead all of us, our viewers included, in a closing prayer. I would love to. I would love to. And I want to use the, the prayer that the angel gave to the little children at Fatima, uh, this prayer. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's such a powerful prayer. So that's the one I would like to close on. <laughs> In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almost Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I adore thee profoundly. I offer thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifferences by which he is offended. By the infinite merits of the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg the conversion of poor sinners. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love thee. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not trust, and do not love thee. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That was a beautiful prayer. Uh, oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, sister. Um, so for our viewers, we had a lot, we have a lot to unpack here today. So this was a fantastic episode. So like we do before we leave off today, we're going to challenge you guys, challenge you guys to do quite a lot here. Um, so pick and choose, you know, do a, we, we have a long list that we came up with from this episode. We're doing so. the challenges too, y'all. Yeah, we're, we're in gonna, it we're together. Yeah, there, there's a lot of challenges here, but yeah. Well, so first read the gospel of Luke, you know, study of the stories about that include Mary and that show um, the Immaculate Heart of Mary at work in the Gospels. It is so, like Sister mentioned, a lot of stories, the Gospel of Luke, the wedding at Cana. Um, I know that's my favorite. That's like the one that I love the most. Yes. Um, but there are so many other ones. So just check out the Gospel of Luke. Fantastic book, please. Um, and pray the rosary with your family. Um, that's fantastic. Like growing that bond with your family. And just as Sister said, it does grow or strengthen that bond with your family if you do that do that together and also pray for virtues as well while you're praying the rosary um read the lives of the saints so many cool saints out there so so many cool saints pick and choose you could pick any one of them they are fantastic but anyone that you pick i'm sure has a fantastic story uh, so read the lives of the saints run to the sacraments sacraments are beautiful amazing um like wherever you are it doesn't matter where you like find your local church go to confession like reconciliation go to mass like the eucharist is a beautiful 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 thing uh, yeah. and reflect on your identity because we are children of god first and foremost we are children children of god uh, and then remember that like in those times when things may be, be difficult and you don't really know who you are and you lose yourself we can always find ourselves if, in god because mm -hmm. god gave us our identity because he loves us so yes. so much and last but not <laughs> Marian consecration so so good like tin roseanne and i have all done yeah. 33 days to morning glory multiple times we recommend that you guys 
give it a try because it's really really fun super easy and it's it's not not too difficult it's not yeah. that much of a time commitment to be three days the yeah. readings are super super short like i'm not a reader but i was made, i was able to do it so <laughs> i can do it y'all can do it um and yeah all like, people can do it and there are some yeah there are some start dates i think coming up for the consecration yeah Just, does someone have their book? I, don't have I book, think off I... the top of my head, it's November 4th and November 9th, our that upcoming sounds, start dates. That sounds about right, but we can, we'll put that in the description. We'll confirm that for you guys, that if you guys want to start that, uh, because it is a really, really cool thing to do. And yes. that's a lot of challenges, but I know you guys can do but it. But we're doing it with y'all and yeah. to grow in a desire for holiness, you know, and yeah, yeah, our yeah. ending quote as we end each episode, is from the lovely St. Therese of Lisieux. And she says, holiness consists simply in doing God's will and being just what God wants us to be. And with that, that is the end of our episode with Sister Maria Immaculata. And it's been such a beautiful time. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. And we are praying for you guys. And have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>